Hello, and welcome to the Vitality Women Leading Audaciously podcast. I am Jennifer Helene, CEO of Purposeful Ventures, devoted to naturally innovative solutions for the realignment of humanity. We believe that stories connect us, dismantling the illusion of separation, causing healing. This interview will be 20 to 30 minutes long, and I look forward to sharing on Common Ground. Hello and welcome to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Today, our honored guest is Dr. Isabel. I am super excited for her power, her vitality, and her work. Um, she's got a really powerful story that backs us up and I uh, can't wait to hear all about it. Isabel, welcome to the show. Hi, Helene. How are you doing? I'm great. It's a beautiful day here in sunny California. It's a little difficult to stay inside, I have to be honest. <laughs> what, what time is it right now? It is uh, 1220. Oh yeah. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Well, we are here in New Zealand a day ahead of you. Just letting you know the next day is pretty amazing. <laughs> you and you sound very American. So where are you from? Uh, originally from, originally from Washington, DC. I am American, but uh, moved to New Zealand in 2000, just because um, I wasn't happy with the healthcare system in America. I realized we didn't have a healthcare system. We had disease management. And I thought I'm going to go help somewhere else in the world. And we came to New Zealand in 2000 and guess what? They don't have a health, they don't have a healthcare system here either. They've got disease management. So it's, it's pretty rampant around the world. Yeah, it is. And I agree with you. It's really broken. And that's why we do what we do. But that's at least where my inspiration is. Absolutely. And, uh, I'm from Northern Virginia. So I spent weekends in um, Fairfax, Virginia and weekends in Bethesda. So yeah. I have a similar stomping ground. <laughs> oh my gosh. Bethesda was just like down Wisconsin Avenue because we were, we were on the hill, uh, you know, Wisconsin Avenue, the cathedral. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so funny small world even <laughs> despite the distance um and something else that was really interesting um is that you've worked with the dr breederson protocol and i was actually involved in the early days of creating that methodology wow yeah yeah it's so interesting so there's a lot of touch points here it's just delighted to have you so i'm curious how you came to know that you wanted to heal the healthcare system my words not yours i mean so like what what journey led you to to this realization Ah, jeez. Where does it all begin? Um, just, gosh, it's a really, that's a hard question. I, um, in 2000, I remember my husband and I were drinking a beautiful glass of red wine and it was February and it was snowing outside. And I just said this, I said to him, babe, I am not happy practicing medicine here. You know, I'm not feeling like I'm getting at people healed. So we, we talked and I remember skiing with the Kiwis, you know, during medical school in Colorado. And I said, babe, let's just go. We can go anywhere in the world. You know, I'm an American doctor. I can, tr I've been trained here. I can go help heal the world. Let's go somewhere. So we decided to go to New Zealand because we loved the accent of the Kiwis because they would go up to Amer they'd go up to Colorado to go skiing. And I said one day to one of our ski people that we were skiing with, I said, where are you from? And they said, New Zealand. And I go, wherever you are, I love your accent. I'm going to move there someday. <laughs> 
that was like in 1990. It's amazing what happens when you start professing stuff out of your mouth. So we moved, so we moved here in New Zealand um, in 2000 with our two daughters. And then in 2013, I was really moved by what Dr. Mark Hyman was doing as a functional medicine doctor. Are you familiar with Dr. Mark Oh, Hyman? very well, yes. Yeah. And so what I saw him doing, you know, in, in social media and helping more and more people, I was like, I just had like a zap of that's what I'm supposed to be doing is helping people. Yeah. So in 2013, um, in my private practice, I just was led to stop private practice in a small little room and start doctor on a mission. And the whole goal was to help prevent and reverse disease and give hope. Mm, that's so important. Hope. Hope. Yeah. Hopelessness right now. I know because people think that they're like stuck with this disease, Helene, and that's not the way it is. Mm -mm. And they don't realize um, the answers inside and, and in nature. Right. Well, and there, there's just so much more than just to be taking a pill. Mainstream medicine has a lot to offer, you know, if you've, if you've got an emergency. Totally. Or but even a disease. Like I had a disease that and I, my leg was saved by the use of antibiotics. You know, I, oh, yeah. I had osteomyelitis when I was a seven and, you know, it did save my leg. And, you know, I'm grateful for that. But you're right. There's a time and a place and uh, medicine has gotten away from us taking ownership of our health and the prevention of disease. You got it. Well said. Perfectly said. Mm. So unfortunately, a year later, I was 54 and I became super overwhelmed <laughs> doing this online doctor on a mission because you don't learn how to do this in medical school. You know, right. you, you know, you're an entrepreneur. We're kind of like learning as we go. And, and so in 2014, I was overwhelmed with fear. Um, I was listening to my inner critic that was saying, what are you doing? You can't do this. This isn't going to work. And then... Um, when I become overwhelmed, I don't sleep. I get very anxious. And so what happened was I didn't sleep any more than two, three hours for 17 days straight. And by the end of that, I tried to take my life twice in three days. I know me, a medical doctor trying to help heal the world. And by the grace of God, that plan was stopped. My husband took me to the doctor. Um, then that doctor said, no, you need to see a psychiatrist. And I was like, you know, a medical doctor having to see a psychiatrist. I thought, oh my gosh, my life is over, but it wasn't over. It was just the beginning. And, um, the doctor, I remember the psychiatrist saying to me, Isabel, just take this antidepressant, this anti-anxiety medication, and just stay on it for the rest of your life. And I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You don't know who you're talking to, but deep down inside, I just said, Hmm, we'll see about that. I took the medicine. It helped me, you know? Um, but then, you know, what's so cool about it, Helene, the pill doesn't build the skill. That's right. Yeah. And I went on, I went on a five-year journey with my husband to figure out what is not being taught in mainstream medicine to help us get out of the pit of anxiety and depression. Okay. Had that not happened, I would have been just like I was before to my clients here, take a pill, go into counseling, mm -hmm. get over it. 
really, because that's all I had been taught. So then now I'm way over on the other side, off the medication safely. Mm -hmm. I'm not against medication. There's a place for it, as you know. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, I know how to be calm. I know how to listen to my inner cheerleader instead of my inner critic. Mm -hmm. And I totally prioritize my sleep. And now I'm just helping women in specific to get out of that pit of anxiety and depression. And during the journey of learning about all this, I learned about Dr. Bredesen because here I am a medical doctor on antidepressants. And I have clients that are saying, Hey, will you help me prevent and reverse Alzheimer's? And I had just received the book by Dr. Dale Bredesen, the end of Alzheimer's. Remember when that book came out? Yes. Oh my gosh, that book blew my mind because my uncle, who was my, my um, inspiration to become a doctor (laughs) was diagnosed with Alzheimer's. And so I was, so it was just perfect timing. And so I learned, and as I was learning the Bredesen protocol, um, I learned that anxiety and depression increases our risk of Alzheimer's. Yes. And So I was like, oh my gosh, I don't want to get Alzheimer's. I don't want to get dementia. So I, I just learned the protocol and now I can't unlearn what I've learned. I know. Right. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) And you can help so many people. It's unbelievable. And, and what I've learned is that two thirds of people with Alzheimer's are women and women have a twofold anybody with women let me say this right anxiety and depression in midlife between 30 and 60 years of age can impact impact our memory and increase our risk of alzheimer's disease and women i want to get this right anxiety and depression increases our risk of alzheimer's disease two times so that doubles our risk of getting alzheimer's if we're just staying on the pill and not dealing with the other issues. It's huge. That's huge. And I know a lot of our listeners are thinking, well, Alzheimer's doesn't apply to me. I'm so young. And I just want to mention folks that Alzheimer's shows up very early. And now you can actually rather inexpensively get a uh, a kind of test to show kind of where your weaknesses are in your cognitive health. And and actually it is in our forties that we actually need to be thinking about this, believe it or not, early prevention is by far the most critical factor uh, in dealing with disease in general, but especially Alzheimer's disease. Would you agree, Isabel? Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. Dr. Bredesen has, has created a program is it okay if I talk about that? Of course, yeah. yeah called, called the pre-code. And the pre-code is preventing cognitive decline. Yes. And that's, yeah, you're right. In your 40s and 50s is the best time. And then there's also the recode, which is reversing cognitive decline. Of course, that's later down the track. And we now know that anybody with an APOE4, you know, which is a gene, it's, a, it's just essentially... a a fat protein that affects, that binds up to 1700 genes. We know that carriers of the APOE4 gene 
start expressing cognitive decline in her 20s because through the PET scan, you know, the scan that checks for sugar absorption in your brain in the 20s, if you're an APOE4 carrier, you have decreased sugar absorption because you've got insulin resistance and the APOE4 and you're starting to show signs of cognitive decline. So anybody Anybody out there with the APOE4 gene, please start prevention in your 20s. So brilliant that we know this now. And I'm not sure if you're familiar with Dr. Goodnow's work. He also has a really interesting uh, body of work that I, I think is something that Dr. Breederson isn't really addressing and is about plasmology and plasmologens. So definitely check him out um, if that's something you maybe you already know about him. Really interesting. Yes, Dr. Bredesen does talk about the plasmologens, but, you know, not specifically yeah, in depth with us. Yeah, he does so much research and he has even supplements that help and uh, even friends of mine who are in their 60s, not really showing signs of Alzheimer's, notice a huge impact in their cognitive um, abilities when they take this. Uh, it's basically a fatty acid, but it's a very unique one. So it's mm -hmm. pretty exciting. Um, anyway, we could go deep on this topic because I'm like totally fascinated by it and how oh. it works. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just so important. And you know, when you look at anxiety and depression in women, there's, it can happen for a lot of reasons. One, there's three reasons that I've got written down, if it's okay for me to share. I would love for you to share. Okay, good. I don't want to overtake you here. Please. If you've got questions. <laughs> Please. I love it. That's why we're here to learn. I want to hear. So Number one was hormonal factors. You know, hormones can affect our brain. And with Dr. Bredesen's protocol, he teaches us that there's six types of Alzheimer's. There's six types that we have to look at. And a lot of people have a combination of them. And hormones are huge. And hormone factors can affect us in perimenopause, menopause, and we start getting brain fog, exhaustion, forgetfulness, and problems concentrating. And for me, what I learned was I was menopausal. Hmm. I wasn't sleeping. So I needed to get my estrogen and my progesterone, right? Mm -hmm. So that was key. That's not being taught in medicine. You know, no. a lot of women are just given antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication. And it's really sad. Yeah. And the endocrine system is a symphony um, and it's so poorly understood, even by many endocrinologists, it's really a tricky balance. And also to get help when you're in peri, pre, or even post-menopause um, can be costly. Uh, and so it's, it's, it's a really tricky thing. I, I myself have been diving deeply into this topic um, as I'm entering my menopausal period. And it is, uh, it is tricky. It is tricky. I mean, luckily I'm surrounded by people like you who know what they're talking about and can really target and help me to get the balance that's required. But like you said, you can't even think straight. And then how do you get the help? You know? And so for those of you out there who are in your pre um, post or even, you know, smack dab in the center of your menopause, um, your menopausal cycle, which can last for like 10 years, Isabel, isn't that right? I mean, it's a long cycle. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Um, you know, it's important that we can, you know, get specific information about how to target uh, where our imbalances are. It's really important. So important. I cannot overemphasize it. And I believe, well, I know that women's health is just, it's trivialized. It's not really focused in. So I, I just feel like you and I are on a mission to help. We are. And Andrew, out there. 
Absolutely. Andropause also is real uh, for men. And yes. that's not, Oh yeah. most people don't even know what that is. They, they call it menopause, but it's a thing. It's a thing. Yeah. And men go yeah. through it as much as we do. Right. And one of the tests that's really good, I don't know if you recommend it, is a Dutch test and it checks hormone levels, you know, salivary, I mean, urine hormone levels, um, which really pick up, you know, your estrogen levels, your testosterone, your progesterone levels, your DHEA. So that that's a really, that's functional medicine doctors use a lot of the Dutch test. Oh, I love knowing that. That is exciting to know that, we, you know, because my doctor, she, she can, all she can test is my FSH, you know, and, and oh. T3, you know, it's like, it's, it doesn't show anything that I want to know or learn about. Well, then I recommend um, if you want, you can go to ifm.org mm -hmm. and that's the Institute of Functional Medicine and then just find a practitioner and mm -hmm. then just click find a practitioner near you. And then maybe, you know, just invest in that, you know, visit and say, I really want my hormones checked and make sure you want to, you want to find a functional medicine doctor that specializes in bioidentical hormones. Mm -hmm. And the reason it's bioidentical is bioidentical is the same as body identical, which is different than synthetic. Yeah. Hormones, I, uh, yes. Which, which is we, which is as mainstream medical doctors and conventional medical doctors, like I've been trained, that's all we're taught is synthetic. I know. So there's a huge difference in our brain about body identical, bioidentical versus synthetic. Well, the crazy, go ahead, sorry. I'm sorry, I just get excited about this because I'm like, oh my gosh, everybody needs to know about this, <laughs> which medical doctors don't even know that there's a difference. So, you know, I have a lot of mercy for my colleagues because we don't know what we don't know. I know, yeah, it's the truth. It's the truth. And I realized recently that I'm entering menopause earlier than my mother and my grandmother did. And I, I started to question why and did some research. And I, I realized it was because of the stress and anxiety that I am experiencing. And it's, you know, caused me to pause and reflect and learn about the path, you know, the pathways of, you know, when I'm exhausted, when my kidneys, you know, are, are strained, when my adrenals start to then take over. Um, and then of course the cortisol is taking over and I can't produce hormones the way I used to. And that's probably the reason why it's, I'm entering it earlier. And I, and I know that the women listening can relate to this. Most of my clients, when they come to me, they are on cafe lattes till 2 PM. And then they wonder, why are my adrenals a wreck, you know, or, or they're running themselves ragged trying to do everything because this is really the first generation that we have had the permission and almost demand of being the mom, the wife, uh, the entrepreneur or working full time and then, you know, our health and our peace of mind, you know, comes last and it, there's a real price to pay for that when it lasts for too long and I know you know this all too well as well. Yeah, you can get adrenal exhaustion and man if your adrenals aren't working for you girl, you're going to feel, ex you're going to feel wasted. Yeah. So I recently started the standard process and I know it's not a vegan formula for those of you, uh, you know, who have a, an opinion about that. I'm going to be just out myself right then and there, but it is helping so much. I can't believe it. <laughs> I'm so grateful to get Good. back on track. Um, but it took a minute for me to be like, wow, what, you know, why is all this going on? How can I help myself? And so did you, did you get your cortisol levels checked? Not yet. Um, but I can see uh, through the blood work that, well, actually, no, I did. Yeah, and they're, they're low. Okay. 
So, so you got a five point cortisol test? Not a proper one. So I have a friend who's using this amazing um, scanner. It's like electromagnetic energy. And I, you, you know, I don't know if you've heard about the AO scanner. Mm-mm. And within a week I had him do this because I was curious about his work. He's registered nurse and uh, he's helped tens of thousands of people reverse cancer, cure diabetes type two. I can say it because I know he's done it and um, reverse cardiovascular disease. He is, he knows his stuff. And so he got this AO scanner. I thought I'm gonna give it a try. Same week I got blood work done from my endocrinologist and they were identical, the results. And he had so many more markers that were able to be seen including cognitive health. Very interesting piece of technology, frequency medicine. I think it's the future of medicine. Fascinating, totally non-invasive, inexpensive. (laughs) It's like, wow. Great. Yeah. It was extraordinary, but, um, I need to get that five point cortisol test. You're saying you don't have to, but when the, when you get a Dutch test, you can get a Dutch plus and the Dutch plus also checks your cortisol levels at four to five parts of your day and depending, and it's a, um, it's a salivary test. And so what that does is it teaches, it shows you and your doctor, um, what your levels are. And normally when we wake up in the morning, our cortisol is the highest. And then as we go to the end of the day, it goes down, which is normal. We should, our cortisol levels should quiet, you know, and then, and then you're able to go to sleep. So it just, something that we're taught in functional medicine is test don't guess. That's yeah, huge. I agree with that. I completely yeah. agree with that. But you had mentioned that there were three factors. Yes. I was going to go back to that. So yeah. the, Good memory. High five. (laughs) Um, So the the second way that women, um, you know, start getting anxiety and depression is not only hormonal factors, but then social factors, you know, the stressors of work, the stresses of family responsibilities, the stresses of financial issues. You know, a lot of us are primary, we're the primary breadwinners for the family, you know, and that that is a big load. And then the third one is the multitude of roles that you were just talking about. You know, we are gonna be a sister, a daughter, a mom, a, a professional, an entrepreneur, a chef, a cleaner, an accountant. I mean, it's a heck of a lot. I don't mind doing it, but I need my team. You know, I need a team. And as long as my team knows I'm doing the best I can, but I need them, you know? So I think we as women love the opportunity to just shine bright, (laughs) but we've got to also realize there's hormonal issues involved with anxiety and depression. There's social issues and there's also um, our roles that impact and a little pill isn't going to be the answer. It's really not. No, it's really not. And I've learned so much like you over these years. And I have to say the most valuable thing that I have learned from my own evolution has been this movement practice. Um, I have always been interested in in exercise. It's been a key for me to weight loss and to kind of self-regulation. Um, but it's just, I, I just don't know how I ever survived without it. I started kind of late because I was in a wheelchair, like I explained. And then I, you know, was kind of laid up for three years, actually, with that wow. whole thing. Yeah, from seven to 10, which is usually a very active time. And 
I mean, I probably spent well over a million dollars on personal development <laughs> courses, workbooks, you know, sort of a Me too. <laughs> <laughs> And I will continue to do so. Me too. Me too. Actually, <laughs> I, I like now. I want to go become an osteopath. You know, based on the Canadian method, I have all kinds of dreams and aspirations to learn. But this movement practice has been so valuable for me. I mean, I've been an avid yoga practitioner for gosh, twenty-seven years or so. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I really. It's really been near and dear to me. But this movement practice has, has given me so much. Like to emotionally engage inside of my movement practice has been extremely, extremely valuable to help manage the anxiety and give me that hope, that spark um, that I think prevents depression. Um, but there's a lot of shame in asking for what you need. I hear a lot, uh, including in myself. I got COVID in September and I was like, it was so hard to ask for oh. what I needed. And I'm sure you deal with that all the time in your, in your practice with your clients. Yeah. Patients. Yeah. It's, it's, you know, People don't want to be, I oh, shame, I hate that word. It just keeps us so small and afraid and hidden. And I know it's because of all these expectations that we think people have on us and stuff. So I just, I don't like the word shame. I, I love what Brene Brown teaches us. Shame resilience, you yeah. know, just do not let that stop you from becoming your best. So I encourage you to go reach, go chase everything you've got that you want. I love that you want to be an osteopath. <laughs> Why not girl? I really do. My daughter's going to be 18 soon. And I've got like, I've, you know, I've got some ideas on how I want to use the extra time because uh, it's just been such a joy to be a mother, such a joy and shame, right. On the, um, of the scale of consciousness if you know hawkins work uh where he rated the vibrational frequencies of different emotional states and shame yes. is really the lowest right um it is and the more i try to avoid it though the more i realize that's not the way either i've got to i've got to acknowledge it and accept mm -hmm. it and then you know uh let it go let it go or build up ways to deal with it you know like the way we talk to ourselves exercising um just really it's so important because we're with ourselves 24 7 and like what thought do you realize people do not understand that they can choose the thoughts that are allowed to take residence in their brain i do I realize mean, that yeah shocking yeah so we've got a lot of there's there's a we've got a lot of power we just need to know that we've got this power to be shame free totally i completely agree with you Completely, because we're sometimes we believe those stories in our heads. Uh, like you said, I love believing the cheerleader as opposed to being able to believe the critic. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's really powerful. Yeah. And so, what do you do to strike a balance or to or to to keep yourself free of anxiety and depression? What are some of the practices you 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 practice? Great question, Helene. Um, I definitely. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. So I spend time in the morning with, actually I spend time with Jesus all day long, but I do that. And then I eat clean. Um, <laughs> I eat clean. I love yoga. My husband and I just did a yin yoga class yesterday I'm here sorry. at home because it just is really good. Um, I eat clean. I um, tr try to be nice to myself, you know, think well, uh, love well, um, exercise is huge. Uh, hormones are key. Oh my gosh. There's so much, you know, 
there's supplements, there's water, there's rest time. Like I, my husband and I take off 36 hours every week. Nice. Everything. Yeah. That, that was hard. We just started implementing that six months ago, like no social media, no emails, no nothing from Saturday night until Monday morning. And it's just family and friends. Yeah. A lot of us entrepreneurs don't do that. We're like on all the time. And that's a great way to just deplete all of our energy. It's so true. It's so true. I love that you do that. That's beautiful. I love it. I also am a follower of Jesus Christ. And um, are you, I was raised in a very Christian home and, um, and I do, I pray every morning and it's a huge part of my, of my life, my, my, my belief and uh, you've inspired me though. I like this 36 hour challenge. Maybe that's what I'll do for Lent. <laughs> that's a great idea because you know, you know who wants you to get totally depleted, right? So that yeah. inner critic wants you to just go flat out. So yeah. nope, he ain't winning. No, no. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> And when you're feeling tired, because I too, I'm a really, um, well, I don't want to, I was just going to use a, a strong word, but I'm very intense about sleep. Like I'm oftentimes starting my evening ritual at 7 30, 8 o'clock. People think I'm so <laughs> square. <laughs> no, you're not. You know, I lived in Switzerland for 10 years and it was really quiet. Like 9 30, 10 o'clock, you're not really even allowed to make noise after 10, 10 p.m. And uh, I think I just got maybe, oh, and I think it was modeling because I had to get up at like 4 a.m. For, for calls. And so I think I just started the trend early on in life. But I yeah. love to get to bed early and wake up early with the sun, especially this time of year. Mm-hmm. It's so mm-hmm. nice. Are you sleeping okay now? Um, you know, it's getting a little bit off. And so I've started to take some, some um, progesterone, like wild yam I've been trying to yes. Take. Yes. Um, and I, there's another homeopathic formula that I'm just three days into to try mm-hmm. to um, help my body to make more progesterone. And how young are you? I'm 46. Yeah. Well, this is a perfect time, Helene, for you to start focusing in because perimenopause can be a 10 year journey, you know? So yeah, I'm so grateful to, I'm so glad to hear that you're starting to focus in on this. Yeah. And acupuncture and Chinese herbs and those make a huge difference. Yeah. I got to stay on it though. I mean, we, you know, if I, if I don't do it for a few weeks, I really notice the difference. So right. it's the time and the time is now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. When you're feeling tired though, what is your um, practice to kind of regain your and restore your vitality? I cry. Oh, that's beautiful. I, I just go in the shower and cry. (laughs) My mom's always called me a cry baby, but it's just because I just feel so much in the world that it just drains my energy. Like what's going on in the Ukraine? Oh my gosh. And what's going on in the world? You know, I'm just like, so I just go in the shower and cry. And I really just, I I'm telling you, it makes me feel so much better. And then (laughs) <laughs> you're the first person that said that I love it yeah I my daughter one of my daughters does that too I think she picked it up from me um and then and then I just do a lot of have you ever done laughter yoga yes yes. yeah so then I I do something like laugh you know I just do laughter yoga but I just really 
gosh, the older I get, the more in tune, I'm like, man, I got to take care of this temple or else it ain't going to make it, you know? And so if you're taught, you know how, you know how women just push themselves a little bit further, you know, when we're that tired or we take another drink of coffee or, you know, and it's like, no, listen to yourself, stop and take care of yourself right now because your body is screaming for help. Mm. Okay, folks, I want you to hear that. (laughs) body is speaking to you and if you feel tired or if you feel frustrated or you feel angry or you're feeling anxious like we have to listen and I think that is so critical we have to really listen and respond accordingly and naps are great too naps are a great way to rejuvenate Mm -hmm. yeah they really are do you you ever take naps rarely (laughs) Rarely. Um, I will lay down in the sun um, and and just take some deep breaths. Uh, I do like to lay down in the sauna. That's a big Mm -hmm. thing for me. Mm -hmm. Uh, My far infrared sauna. And um, I do some restorative supported yoga poses that uh, are really rejuvenating and restoring. But I rarely nap. I rarely do. Hmm. I love that picture of you on Instagram. You were at the beach and you're upside down against the rock. Oh yeah. I was like, oh yeah, that looks good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yoga all the time, everywhere. It's a practice. Um, it's really important to me. Get that blood flow to the brain. Yeah, absolutely. It's also anti-aging. And um, honestly, the, that particular pose is really fe- a fear busting pose. Um, handstand, uh, is, a, is really brings you right up against your fear. And most people who say they can't do it, it's, they do, they can, it's just that they have to have confidence and believe in themselves mm-hmm. um, and then learn the steps to get there. But it's a, it's a great way to overcome some emotional blocks. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Any last words of wisdom you'd like to leave our listeners with Isabel? Um, pay attention to yourself and get help. Don't, don't, you're not overreacting. You're not amplifying. If you don't feel well, find a doctor that listens to you. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're looking for a functional medicine doctor, you know, you can go to ifm.org and find a practitioner closer to you um, who is trained in this stuff. This is like brand new training where we get to the root cause and just take good care of yourself because you're supposed to you're supposed to be strong, toned, and healthy and thinking clearly until your last breath. And it's not normal for us to have anxiety and depression. That's not part of our lives. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And just realize that one size does not fit all for our healthcare. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're a unique, unrepeatable miracle, and you need to be focused on and have personalized medicine. Oh, such a strong message. And we need to learn more from you. You have so much wisdom. Tell us more about how we find out about your work. And I think there's a tool that you'd like to offer us. Yes, we've got a free resource and I invite all the women to join. It's called the Shame-Free Anxiety and Depression Community for Women. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> where it's a safe place where we walk together side by side and just become our best and share our stories. And it's a private Facebook group. I'll, my, We'll put it in the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can count on that, please. I'm going to join. I'm really excited about it because I know that we need each other. That's the way nature functions. And that's the way we're meant to, to grow is by supporting each other. I know it. I know it for sure. Yeah. So exciting. And it helps when we learn each other's stories. It makes us not feel so alone. I'm always amazed at how the human condition is so similar. We're all going through similar stuff. Yeah. The anxieties really, of today are not that different. No. Everybody just wants to be loved and heard. That's the bottom line. That is the bottom line. Yeah. We make it difficult for ourselves sometimes though. <laughs> yeah. I, know. I can speak for myself at least. <laughs> I know. Well, Isabel, thank you so much for being with us today. I have learned so much. I feel so supported, my goodness. And um, I can't wait to be a part of your Facebook community. And I encourage all of our Yay. listeners to do the same. And uh, just thank you so, so very much. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Helene. Thank you for listening to Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. Please contact me if you're interested in cultivating more vitality at jennifer-helene.com on the contact page. If you know this episode would be of value to your community, please share it on all of your social media channels. Maybe you are a successful working mom who would like to share your story on this podcast. Please visit podcast.jennifer-helene.com backslash podcast-guest to apply. And you might know someone who would be an ideal guest. If so, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag Vitality Women Leading Audaciously. I absolutely love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team in getting the word out about how to realign humanity with purpose. Purposeful Ventures is a company that is helping moms succeed in revitalizing their lives, relationships, businesses, and health. Please join a more personal conversation by working directly with me, joining my private Facebook group or one of my programs. This is Jennifer Helene, and thanks for spending your precious time with me.